Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome back to Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. And we did not rehearse that. <laughs> we did not. I figured I'd flow with him today, y'all. Oh, I love my wife. Sometimes it's easier not to go against the grain. Uh-oh. I figured I'd go with the flow. Go with the flow. Of the Married Life Show. Because we are still dealing with our topic. Stuck. So that's why you are going with the. Flow. Of. Doug. And. Renee. Married Life. Show. welcome back this is the day that the lord has made and if you can't tell by now then i don't know what your problem is that we are rejoicing and we are glad in it yes we are yes we did not rehearse this and i'm actually i'm not even looking at my wife we just flowing. We just we just flowing. flowing. We just flow. We just flow. We just flow. And that's what happens when you learn to appreciate being stuck with someone in a good way. Oh, okay. okay. That you flow <laughs> with them. It's like a dancer. You see people who dance. Mm-hmm. And if you like any of those shows, you know, Dancing with the Stars or different dance shows. The, the couples that are in sync. Sync. It's like their every move is going at the same mm-hmm. flow, the same pace, the mm-hmm. same speed, the same yeah. motion, the same, the same, the same. Yeah. Because they're flowing. And they're flowing. And their hands are stuck together. Their steps are stuck together. Yeah. And they're just flowing. Yeah. Can I, can I tell our listening audience that I was a choreographer for oh, gosh. No. a certain movie? He, yeah, he he in his dreams, y'all. I, I choreographed the steps. Yeah, my no, don't please. I can't, I can't say the movie. You can't say that lie. <laughs> I, I choreographed it. I I will just say this. I love my husband. Y'all have to appreciate your spouse, um, in all their uh, different many facets. I guess that means the same thing. But what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. my husband has a very vivid imagination, y'all. That was a choreographer. Um, and so in his mind, <clears throat> he was a choreographer. In reality. I'm a choreographer. I wish y'all could see behind the scenes. He's back here. He think he dancing. But okay. Anyway, so we are... Uh, continuing our conversation about uh, Stuck. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you to go back and listen to part one, two, and three. Yes. Because we are moving on up. Yes, to part four. To part four. And I want to start with a scripture reading. It's found in First Peter, verse four, excuse me, chapter four. <laughs> First Peter, chapter four. Verse 12, and then I'm going to jump down to 1219 for your hearing and for our time. But I encourage you to listen, to read 12 through 19. Okay. But I want to focus on those two verses. Those two verses, okay. Okay, so chapter 12 says this. Beloved, think verse it not. 12. Verse 12. What did I say? You said chapter 12. Good Lord. I'm, okay. First I got Peter I got to bring it back four, in with all that flowing and chapter stuff. Chapter 4. 
Verse 12. Verse 12. Okay. Verse 12. Here we go. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Verse 19. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God, commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. And I went a little further to read that scripture, um, kind of get a little bit more, as they say um, in, in, um, in Bible school, uh, I wanted to exegete the text for Ooh, you. I want to basically, I want to break it down for you a little bit further. Yes, so I wanted to, yes, um, I wanted to get a little bit further explanation, exclamation. Exclamation! What in the world is going on with my words today? Do y'all understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Explanation. And so, in uh, so there are different commentaries that you can read to get uh, further detail or more in-depth look at different scriptures. Ellicott's commentary for English readers says it like this: It is an exhortation to encourage and steadfastness in persecution. Another word for exhortation is encouragement or advise, or I love this one, counsel. So when he, when uh, the writer is saying in First Peter, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial that you have gone through, um, and to be steadfast in persecution. So although you may be suffering, or you feel like you're suffering, or you feel like you're being persecuted, um, he wants to encourage you. Don't think it's strange, but he wants to counsel you, basically. He's saying he wants to counsel you. This is like a a counseling lesson. Say, okay, I know you're going through something right now. So you may feel stuck in your marriage in a negative way. You may feel like you're going through something in your marriage. And the writer is encouraging you, don't think that that's strange. That's, That's normal. You know, the trials that mm-hmm. you go through, it, it's not strange. It's That's part of life. That's mm-hmm. one of the seasons that you might be in right now. And then you you might be suffering according to the will of God. We don't want to suffer, present company included. We don't want to go through anything challenging or anything tough. But in some cases, that is the will of God concerning you. How else are you going to grow? How else is your marriage going to get closer together if you guys don't have any challenges in your marriage? So that is what the writer is trying to do. And now in Matthew Henry's concise commentary, he says it like this, by patience and fortitude in suffering, by dependence on the promises of God. God promises over and over in his word that you know, you don't have to go through this forever to everything. There's a time and there's a season. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. Mm-hmm. All through Ecclesiastes chapter three, it breaks down all the different seasons that a person can go through. So don't think it's strange. Be patient. Be encouraged. Uh, take the counsel from the word. All 66 books of the Bible have excellent stories and encouragement and promises to keep you going. 
So many scriptures that tell us how to stay steadfast, be steadfast and un- unmovable, mm-hmm. always in always the bounding mm-hmm. in the work of the Lord. So we have to make sure that we are not thinking that, oh, this is strange. What, what in the world is this that we are going through? You're going through a storm. And I've heard, I heard a pastor say today, and I've heard a pastor say before, I don't want to take credit for it, that every storm that we go through, we cannot rebuke it. Some of us want to rebuke it and say, you know, and pray, God, take this off of me. God, this this storm is too much, God, you know, and God might be saying, I put that storm there Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to make your marriage better, because I'm trying to make you a better wife. I'm trying to make you a better husband. I'm trying to birth something out of you. It's like a woman who's giving birth, Mm. who has to get, you know, be in labor for however many hours. Not to mention the nine months where they feel like, I've always called it, felt like invasion of the body snatch, snatchers. Yeah, I felt the same way. You did? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, good. So because we stuck together. Yes. So you felt what I felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the kicking and the moving and the heartburn and can't sleep and nausea and then the labor pains and then the, the pushing and the travailing that you have to go through to give birth to this beautiful child, to this beautiful baby that you've carried and grown inside of you for so long, it's the same as true in your marriage. It's a spiritual giving of birth. And so the pains that you may be experienced, that feeling of, I feel stuck, may mean you have to keep pushing until you give birth to whatever it is that God wants you to give birth to. I see my husband over here as I'm talking, writing stuff down. So I don't know if you're waiting like double dutch to jump on yeah, and I'm say something. I'm you can jump in. No, because you, 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 see, uh huh. <laughs> you were talking earlier about counsel, and in the Bible, it talks about, and I don't know where it is. Well, before we even get to counsel, one of the things the enemy will try and he will tell you is that in your marriage, like you two are the only two going through this. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else is going through no other marriage, nowhere else in the world. It's just you two going through something and nobody else. Everybody else has a perfect marriage and they are, you know, peaches and cream. and There's no problems. That's a lie because every married couple is going through something. And so you at want one point in time, at one point in time, mm-hmm. one point in time, you're going through something. And so this is why it's important to, you know, have counsel and be, um, be in a, engaged with other like-minded individuals, other couples, because then you can start bouncing things off of each other and you'll realize what you're going through is not uncommon. You know, and it's I, not strange. It's not strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's not strange concerning the fire trial. The enemy only has three bullets and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get off subject because I, I love what you were saying, but you want to seek counsel. You want to, um, because the enemy is telling you, hey, we're the only couple going through this. And if you don't ask for help, excuse me, if you don't ask for help or ask for guidance or ask uh, someone at your local church that, or someone that you may uh, look up to as far as mentorship and things like that, then you're going to feel stuck because you, you're going to wind up believing the lie of the enemy and you're going to wind up saying, oh, you know, we can't make it, we can't get through whatever it is we're going through, and that's that's a lie. You can make it, 
You can get through it. You don't have to stay in this state that you're in if you don't want to. But right. some people just want to. And I'll get to that later. And I like I like the analogy of the of the baby, like of having childbirth. Cause I know, you know, when we were going through childbirth. Uh-huh. Yes, we were. Uh-huh. We were. We uh-huh. Were. Yeah, okay. I was there. Yes, you were. When we were going through childbirth, you know, it was it was, you know, like childbirth. <laughs> it was like what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let, won't you break it down for our listeners? Well, it what was, was it like, dear? It was like childbirth, you know, like childbirth. <laughs> and so <laughs> Okay. So when we were going through it, certain things won't happen until a certain time. Like the baby's not going to come until the baby's ready to come. Mm-hmm. Until you, God preordained. Until God, yeah. mm-hmm. So there are times where they induce labor. Right? right. And there are times where the baby's like, hey, I'm ready. I'm coming. Yes. Ready or not, here I come. Yes. It doesn't matter what position you're in or where you are. Or what time of day, like like the two o'clock in the morning child or the 7 p.m. child. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah the baby's going to come when the baby's going to come. But you can't, unless... Unless there's an act, uh, and I want to say like the doctor in this, my scenario would be God. But unless there is, in my scenario, just my scenario, mm-hmm. would be God because the doctor would induce labor. Mm-hmm. So unless God is inducing labor, you're going to be in this situation that you're in until it's time for you to bring forth what it is God wants you to bring forth. Right. And you know, while we're talking about the baby analogy, as you were talking, the thought came to my mind how people want to... They want to find a way of escape. Mm-hmm. The Bible says about temptation, he'll make a way of escape out of temptation. Yeah. We try to escape out of you know the stuff that we're going through instead of letting God do it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, with our um, third child, the labor was induced. With our first child... Um, he came three weeks weeks early, and the child was almost nine pounds. That's his personality. With our second child, the middle son, his personality too, that brother was stuck. He stuck. did not want to come, and he was late, later than the date that the doctors gave. And I was trying to induce my own labor because people were saying, "Go walk to the mall." I was. We had. We lived um, in a townhouse that had stairs. I was going up and down the stairs. I was walking. I was trying to jog up the stairs like to shake him out. That brother was not coming out. I remember. I was helping you. I was right there. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember that. And it wasn't. I know you don't. (laughs) And there wasn't anything that I could do to get him unstuck, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, get him out, give birth before his predestined time. And so we need to be careful not to um, excuse the analogy, but this is the thought that came to my head, abort God's plans Mm. for our lives because we are trying to do it in our timing. We're trying to do it our way because we are tired of being in this situation. I'm tired of my spouse not lining up with what I want. We'll talk about that another time for Mm. another podcast because it is not about you, boo. Um, but See, that's her saying right that's there. my new saying um but don't don't get so caught up in self that you try to do it your way in your timing. you want to do it God's way in God's timing, <clears throat> so then you get God's results so 
I love it. Say that again. So you get God. So you'll get God's results when you do when you do it God's, God's way, way in God's time. In God's timing. Yeah. If you do it your way in your timing, you're gonna get your results. Exactly. Oh, exactly. And Lord knows we don't want our results. No, we don't. We want the will of God over our lives. We want the purpose of God, God to mm-hmm. be working in us and yeah. through us. And so sometimes, as the word says, you have to stay steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I'll find that exact location of that scripture for you. I know it's in the New Testament, but I'll share with you at... First another, Doug, three and four. Oh, mm, Jesus, help him. Okay, so now <laughs> 67 books of the Bible, or 68. Yeah, that first Doug. <laughs> the first, first, oh, it's a, okay, Lord. Woo, y'all pray for me and pray for him. I'm just joking. Because you no know what? Because I'm stuck with him, y'all. Yeah. But it's all good because I wouldn't have it any other way. So you were talking about being stuck. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting because I'm going to talk about myself for, for a few, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. So here, here's, I think this, we're, we're recording this in January, January 23rd, 2022. That's the recording date of this podcast. Okay. Back in September... Or October of last year, I felt stuck in a situation, a circumstance in in my life. And you know what I'm talking about. So I came to my wife and I said, I feel stuck in this area. And I said, you know, I feel like or I believe that I should sow a seed for X amount of dollars. And I came to you and I, I wanted us to be in agreement. And you said, you know, if you believe the Lord is telling you to sow the seed, then go ahead and sow the seed. Because I felt like I was in this particular area in my life, I felt I was stuck. So this was back in September. Yeah, September. So I I sowed the seed. And it wasn't like 48 hours later. Um, God blessed us and um, opened doors for me, which by you know, because we're married, open doors for us. And yeah, because since we stuck together, I'm walking through right yeah. along with him because yeah. I'm stuck to him. <laughs> so even after that blessing, I still continue to sow the seed and, you know, consistently above it, above and beyond our tithe and offering. To, and I sowed the seed into our local church. So since then, I can't I can't tell you the whole story right now. But I'll, I'll tell it at some point. God has opened doors for us and allowed us to to do things, and and it's just been amazing what God has done in November, December, and here we are in January. So sometimes, if and I'm not going to say there you if God puts you in a place, you'll never be able to get out of that place until you know, God releases you, which is true. But if you sow a seed, and I'm just telling you what, what I did, I'm not asking any, again, we're not your pastors. So I'm not asking anybody to, to sow a seed into this ministry or anything like that. I, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying what I did, I sowed a seed into our local church where we were members and it was consistent October, November, December. And I was consistent in my giving above and beyond my tithes, because 
I felt stuck in a particular area and God opened doors for me, which, of course, opened doors for us. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. And I was going to say, and that's where Doug's faith is. And sometimes he just goes um, further than his faith, like he stretches his faith, if, if you will. And I would suggest to you, maybe God is speaking to you to sow a seed. Maybe God is speaking to you to go and help another couple. Maybe God is speaking to you to um, be a part of another, you know, a ministry Mm -hmm. or to do something out of the norm, to do something that may take you out of your comfort zone. Maybe he is telling you to do that. And the enemy is going to say, well, why should you do that? Because you going through X, Y, Z. You don't listen to that voice. If God is telling you to step out on faith in the midst of the storm, it's like Jesus sitting, standing on the water, calling Peter out the boat. Mm -hmm. The storm is raging. The winds are blowing. And you calling me one to walk on water towards you in the midst of a storm? But he did it by faith. And although he began to sink, it was only when he took his eyes off Jesus. So the key thing to hear is keep your eyes on Jesus. If God is telling you to sow a seed, mm-hmm. if God is telling you to step out on faith, if God is telling you to do something that's out of your comfort zone, he's going he's gonna to provide. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a way. And he's going to bless you ultimately in the process. And so I think it's important to remember that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. What we see in our marriage is not the real story because we are looking through our physical, natural eyes Mm -hmm. instead of looking at it from a spiritual standpoint. And that's why going back to previous podcasts, when you said the Lord gave you stuck, and at first I was apprehensive because to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's negative. Because I'm always the optimistic, the glass is half full kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to make people feel good, make people feel happy. Yeah. And um, so I, the Lord showed me, he said, well, that was your original perspective of it. It does, stuck doesn't have to be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you to stay stuck in the will of God. If you stay stuck in his will, then thing everything is going to work out for your good. Yeah. As long as you're not stuck on your own will, your own way, and you're not, you know, trying to do things your own way. Um, stay stuck in his word. Read his word. We try to give you scriptures. We'll to, try. We do. We, exactly. We give you scriptures to back up. What we're saying, I'm pretty sure there are more scriptures that could be read. Um, and and the reason why we're able to do this today is because Doug and I decided that we were going to stick it out. We stayed stuck together. <laughs> and you know why? Babe, tell them why. Because we stuck with God. Because we stuck with God. Yeah. Yes. So can I, can I tell my story about the gym that I told you earlier? I think it's very apropos. Sure. I thought, I, thought, I thought we were ending on a good note, but go on. We, we go are. on there. I, I just want to end on something funny because sometimes people are stuck and they don't want, they want to get out of a situation the way they, want to, the way they want to get out of it and not 
it's not necessarily they want out of it, but I want to come out of it the way I want to come out of it, not necessarily the way God wants me to come out of it. Okay. Okay. So we're at the gym. And no, we, we hold on. Let me rephrase. I'm at the gym because my wife and I do not go to the gym together. Even though we're members at the same gym, she's serious about working out. I work out, but she's serious <laughs> about it. And so you, you have to because you have to know yourself and you have to know your spouse. Yes. And and you 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 train. That's what you do. That's who you are at your core. I just yeah. go because, you know, I go. So <laughs> tell, your, <laughs> tell your story, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at the gym and I see a couple there. They're, and I've seen them before at the gym. It's a couple, young young couple. And one of them, the guy, he he is a he he's like you. He he's go to the gym. He's a bodybuilder. I'm, I mean, you're not a bodybuilder. Thank you. He, he he's he's very fit. You can tell he spends a lot of time in the gym. But his girlfriend, spouse, you know, she's kind of like me. She she just goes. Uh huh. So she was done working out. She was done. And he's still going. And I can see the expressions on her face start to change because now she's waiting for him to finish doing, you know, his workout. And he's he's with a group of people. You know, they got their little thing going on and they, you know, they pushing each other and they getting it in. They're doing this, doing that. And so on and so forth. And she's just steaming. I see the steam coming from her head. Okay. And she's just sitting there. So, you know me, I, I got my headphones on. But I uh, got my headphones on. But, you know, I, I want to hear because I'm nosy. People going to talk. I'm going to turn my headphones off because that's, that's what I do. You know, you have, you have our <laughs> listeners waiting with bated breath. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's the whole point. So they start talking and they, they're not having a, a good time. And he's... He's basically telling her, you know, in a nutshell, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I guess they came together in the same car. I'm guessing. Now, instead of. Because when you're working out and you got a plan, you got to finish the plan. You don't leave the gym when you're done. When you when you tire, you leave the gym when you're done. Says the person who works out for a living. I had to chime in on that. But for those of us who just go to the gym just to go to the gym, when you get tired, it's like you throw up the deuces and walk out. Try but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I don't know why she did not leave. I don't know. Maybe she didn't know how to drive. She doesn't know how to drive. I don't know what it was. But I do know she called a friend, and her girlfriend came up to the gym. So instead of her just leaving with her girlfriend, now her girlfriend went to talk to the guy and her girlfriend is speaking on her behalf. Why are you still here? Da, 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 da. And I hear him telling his girlfriend or his spouse's friend, she doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to do that. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. So my my thought process was when the girlfriend, when her girlfriend came, why didn't she just say, let's just go? I'm ready to leave the gym. She'd rather stay at the gym and be mad, stuck at the gym and be mad, than leave with her girlfriend. God made a way for her to escape that gym. Mm-hmm. And her girlfriend came, but yet she stayed at that gym because she just wanted to be mad. At that point, she was just mad. And so she was just sitting there steaming. Her girlfriend's talking to her boyfriend or fiance. And all the while, I'm thinking, you had the opportunity to leave the gym. But yet you chose to stay. You'd rather stay in the situation and be mad at your boyfriend or your husband than leave. And so there are some people out there who are listening to us 
you have the opportunity to get out of whatever situation you're in. God made a way of escape, but because God didn't do it the way you wanted it done, you'd rather stay stuck in a, in a situation than leave the way God wants you to leave. Leave that situation the way God wants you to leave. That's and, my story. And and I want to I want to kind of clear something up because you left me a little bit confused. I don't want people to think, "Oh, I don't have to stay stuck. I get to leave." No. So, yeah, so I I, I want us to clear that up cuz yeah. I want us to be careful. I don't want anybody thinking that Doug or Renee married life said <laughs> I'm stuck, I could leave. No. That's that's not what Doug is saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um Sometimes we stay stuck because we mad. Mm-hmm. She could have left. She had an. She could have gotten a ride and saw whoever he is related to her husband, boyfriend, whoever later, mm-hmm. and not be mad because she knows that's that's how he does. Yeah. The, or that's what he does. Yeah. He didn't get he that body overnight. And and exactly, he had a game plan. Mm-hmm. He went in there, you know, which is why we don't work out together because. We want to stay married. We want to stay married. We want to stay uh, at peace. <laughs> we tried that. Doesn't work. It does not work. Um, so it's like he go to the gym. I go to the gym, and we both say to each other, "Do you, boo?" <laughs> um, so don't think that we're saying to leave. We're oh, saying geez. stick it out. Yes. Find the right ingredient for your relationship. Make the necessary adjustments. Don't sit stuck in a situation angry and with an attitude and, you know, all upset. Mm-hmm. Do it God's way. Like we said earlier, stay stuck in his will, in his word. We stuck and, together. And you can stick together too. We stuck it out. We want you to stick it out too. Because we stuck with God. Because we want you to stick with God. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.